As a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this podcast are our own. Do not represent any entity that we volunteer with or employed by. Welcome back to Almost Diplomatic, a podcast where we discuss geopolitics, national security, a whole bunch of nonsense over beers on a Monday night. We're recording on December 10th, 2018 in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me this evening is... Kevin Truitt. Lex Cardone. Robert Thomas. And Ryan. So, welcome back, everyone. It's been a little bit. Uh, the last episode we put out was on November 14th. It's the 10th. Oh, I it's missed been you Back in the before times. <laughs> yeah, before I went before on vacation. <laughs> and then I was sick and other things. Everyone was busy. So, uh, it's been a while. So, yes, we're still doing this. For all those people who don't care. <laughs> Our fans just clawing at the gates. <laughs> or people who just, like, actually just listen to us because they hate us so much. They just, like, they shit on us. I wish that would actually happen. Barbarians to me. thirsting for noble Roman blood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, noble is a word uh, I would, Yeah. Those lazy good for nothing Romans. Exactly. Taking their gold. Yeah. Easy peasy. Another time. But, um... Tonight we're going to be talking about the um, Yovis movement that's been going on in France and then over the weekend in Brussels. Um, but before we get into that, we'll get into our beers, as always. Um, tonight we are drinking uh, Sanctimonious IPA from Stone Brewing. Another stone beer. Another stone IPA. Um, we'll see how it is. Elevated sense of reverence that the stone extols for the venerable and almighty Sanctimonious, that's perfect for France. Is that why you got it? Or is that no, just, just a really it. great No, I saw Stone. Like, I know I saw Stone. I'm like, I'm just getting it. Well, you picked the right name to be. It'll here. be reliable. Yeah, it's like, this is probably the, yeah. like, maybe fourth we've had on the, on the series. And they've all been good. Yeah, so. that's why I'm like always like, oh, new year, I so paid from them. <laughs> Stone wants to sponsor this podcast. Yeah, please please do, Al. We, <laughs> we, should, uh, we should all get those, like, like, you know, like at Mom's, they have those tall... Like heavy stone beers, like arrogant bass or whatever. We yeah. should do that sometime. Yeah. yeah, no, I like it. it don't worry about it. Rob was commenting on my my uh, water heater making noise. Hopefully, you guys can hear it. Um, it's well, when it explodes, you'll hear it. <laughs> and, and he's and and Ryan is the closest one to it, so. Yeah. If, yeah, if I should go, if, if, if you need, to go swoop. If, how else would you want to go though? Like recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like hopefully the, hopefully the recording will be kept of me being incinerated. But like, you know, <laughs> so a Chinese plot. Well, after that one episode, or or like a couple, three couple, episodes, couple yeah. episodes. That's where we're all being flagged for <laughs> Yeah. So uh, recently, but uh, uh, Rob and I've been traveling um, several doing different things, and we. Both kept getting stopped for security. Stopped for security? Yeah. S- sketchy motherfuckers. It's all your fault. <laughs> I mean... You guys are just very questionable looking people. Like, mm. let's, let's just be honest with ourselves. I'm Yes, I'm so <laughs> non-generic as shit looking. I mean, I'm talking white guys about it with a giant beard. But actually, right now it's pretty long. We don't know what weird. kinds of secrets you're hiding in there. Well, so, with mostly just mostly, mostly just lunch, <laughs> lunch from three weeks. You could help. You could be trafficking between you nasty bastards. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I mean, with the beard and the red and black plaid shirts, I assume that they associated you with some sort of illegal lumberjack cartel movement. 
Or the dog. Hey, Lumber's worse, though, okay? Or it was like, you know how bulls see red? Like, maybe yeah. the, the dog the, the Germans saw, are like yeah, that? The German, sh- or the German, no, not the Germans, the German shepherds <laughs> <laughs> saw something off. Anyway. anyway. All right, um, Kevin, what's going on in Europe right now? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot going on in yes. Europe, but uh, specifically... In, in, in regards to what we want to talk about tonight. <coughs> so in France, uh, there have been some protests. Uh, as we've mentioned, the Gilets Jean. Jeune, Je, jeune, jeune, excuse me, Gilets Jeunes uh, are the uh, <laughs> the yellow vest. So it's a large protest movement um, wearing where and the, stere- the vests are pretty ubiquitous. Um, interestingly enough, it's kind of like a mesh of many different groups from far right, far left, people who just want to loot, uh, people who a lot of yeah. it's, a, it's a, a lot of pent up grievances. Well, let's, the yellow vests themselves are interesting because they're something that's mandated by whatever the French equivalent of the DMV is that have to be in all cars, right? Oh, so yeah. like, that's why they're all wearing yellow vests. It's kind of in every it's like every it's Frenchman, kind every of man, every, well, every, everyone every, has a yellow vest. Every in their Frenchman car. who has a vehicle, right? Yeah. Just but, to be clear, the yellow is not a fashion statement. It's Reflective yellow, yeah, so that someone yes. else sees okay, you and doesn't. Neon, neon yellow yeah. reflective vest, so it's not the most fashionable thing. But I mean, also, it's like it makes sense because. But everyone has it. Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of the movement has been a lot of you know. I, I think for France at least, it's been a lot of rural communities, and most yeah. people out, live out there it's need to cool. have their own cars. So most of them have vehicles, like unless mm-hmm. like the urban centers, people can walk or metro or whatever. Yeah, it's been outside the metropole of Paris, and it's basically there's been a diesel tax increase. Yeah. Um, which has historically been less taxed than, I mean, fuel in gasoline in France and Europe at large is for Americans. It's, it's much higher. It's taxed at a much higher rate and diesel has always been a bit less. So it's been the primary, like you buy, you don't buy regular trucks, you buy diesel trucks, you buy diesel cars. And that's been sort of the... And the reason that there was a tax hike on that was specifically for environmental concerns. Right. Uh, it's well, it's <laughs> part of it's part of the French government's effort to simultaneously handle its budget and meet its carbon emissions commitments. Yeah. Also, kind of force people to go green, which I don't feel like that's like not the best strategy to do that. Cause obviously, it's, not, <coughs> it's well. not the best. Yeah, it's, it's like trying to force people into that <laughs> position. And it, it was rolled out probably too quickly. Yeah. I think Macron was kind of itching to make all these policies affect all of these very I mean France needs a lot of reform the government and it's it, the social welfare system in general and the country's economy is sort of t- a tangled mess of bureaucracy and regulation and ta- too high taxes and it, but it, instead of like tax or instead of giving tax breaks or tax incentives for hybrid or electric vehicles they decided to to increase the tax on diesel to where it probably should be market-wise, but it's something that everybody uses, especially outside of Paris itself. With so, all the farmers and everything. Yeah, else. right. So yeah. it's just like, and, and like, yeah, I mean, if you if you basically gone the opposite way of just like incentivize more the green, the going green, and like using other, you know, alternative energy kind of stuff, then it's like, that might have gone differently. Yeah, they like, wouldn't it, be able to handle their, like, I mean... Kill two birds with one stone, like they did with the well, tax increase. It's like you mean pe- feed two birds with one scone? Thanks, Peter. <laughs> oh, two birds God. with one croissant. <laughs> wait, wait. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing is, like, they, they went with a strategy to kind of do multiple things at once, and basically everyone who doesn't like Macron kind of jumped on it to, okay, cool. We're also, even after they kind of gave it, they, they put a six-month, like, um, suspension on the on the decision, on the um, uh, fuel uh, price increase, you know, people still went out and protested this past weekend, and they might continue doing it next weekend just because yeah. they, they're all so mad about everything else they view they don't like him about. Right. Well, they don't, I mean, the problem is there's no real definition of why they're angry. There's just a lot of malaise in the country. The economy's a mess. The whole, the whole system of France has had trouble adapting, and its, ec- eco- uh, its economy hasn't grown as much as it should because of a lot of the Byzantine sort of social welfare state that it is um and so with macron trying to bring like a so one thing that i i do think we want to keep in mind is that the social welfare state is one thing they've also got really complicated labor market restrictions yeah and that's something that successive french presidential administrations have tried to get some handle on things like caps on work hours, mm-hmm. uh, retirement, retirement ages, <clears throat> constraints on hiring and firing and so forth. These are things that have been recognized as kind of friction that slows down the opportunity for companies and the economy to adapt for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Macron's not the first one to right. try to deal with them, but he's been... A little bit more aggressive recently than some past administrations have been. Well, to be fair to him, he thought he had his electoral mandate, but as a centrist investment banker, for, or former investment banker, who ran against a quasi-fascist, um, is it now, is it, it quasi? Really? <laughs> yeah, we, it, that's, that's splitting hairs at this point. But like, he, yeah. Both the left and the right, and the center left and the center right, yeah. now are taking issue with this, um, you know, this movement for reform. That, you know, what was it? Six months ago yeah. was the uh, the election. So, well, I mean, actually, what Kevin said because it's it's kind of the whole movement is now at this point just tons of different people are mad about coming different issues. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the Occupy movement like years ago because like. There was no clear message of what people yeah. wanted. There was all you know, a myriad of different things people were mad about. It's like okay, we it really is. You, a, you see a bunch of morons now. Yeah. Except instead of what we were doing here, instead of just them like you know making hippie camps in different places, they were lighting cars on fire and looting stores and stuff like that. Probably yeah. hybrid cars. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. It's like I mean I've seen them do that. Um, when they purchase in France, but usually just because like they're mad about Uber, they'll like find an Uber and like put it just, over. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, throw rocks at them. No, yeah. no, but really, yeah, yeah. French cab drivers. <laughs> so, yeah. is this sustainable? Or there's no clear. I mean, it almost seems even more diffuse because the big. What you? It's funny you mentioned Occupy Wall Street. The big dig with that was there was never a unified set of. Yeah. This is what we're fighting for. This is what like there were no no real leadership or anything. This seems almost even more diffuse than that. Um, well, yeah, because if you look at like the Occupy movement, it was more of like left way leftist. Yeah, this, this is, is just like everybody who's right. pissed about so, anything. So, I mean, one thing that's interesting <coughs> is that unlike the Occupy movement, this is coming after people have already seen a couple of years worth of more recent populist movements and, right. and political figures 
and we've seen uh, Le Pen on the right and Mélenchon on the left mm-hmm. in the two fringes of the spectrum in France both try to kind of position themselves as leaders of this protest movement and get no traction. They've been, yeah, they've... So, they've like, the fire the firebrands on each side who are themselves different varieties of extreme populist have had no ability to to kind of turn this momentum into something yeah. that they have control over. And is that just because it's been a kind of semi-recent phenomenon? Or, like, is there somebody who's going to emerge and... You know. I, well, I don't think there's any really unifying theme, but like discontent with Macron and the broader sort of mess that yeah, France. Is yeah, I mean, it's like it, it. Protests always pull people, especially because France is like protesting and demonstrating. Same thing. Protesting is like <laughs> the national pastime of France, so like people will go out and like and, and they 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 it's, it's, well, numbers have been dwindling slowly, like by week by week, especially after the the May decision was called. There was stuff all over France, but like. The majority of it was in um, was in Paris and major cities, but it wasn't. It was all over, and I mean, yeah, the national pastime of France is protesting, but they got it. They got what they need, or they got concessions, yeah. and that's something that you know we've seen a little bit in the states with like things like the travel ban getting rolled back a little bit, but not even close to the extent that things like the French. I, th- I think so. I mean, as as much as people might quip about it just being a cultural thing, I think a reason why major protests are a common thing in France compared to in the U.S. or a lot of other European countries is structural. They have a very centralized government. Mm-hmm. It's very top down, very concentrated in Paris, and there aren't a whole lot of kind of layers of release valves yeah. for people, either people's opinions and ideas or people's frustrations. So that boils for long enough with kind of nowhere to channel it and the street becomes the, the release valve. Whereas in a country like the United States or Germany or Switzerland, you don't, have a total lack of protests, but what you do have is a more decentralized structure where people have more of a chance to get involved in lower levels of politics mm-hmm. to voice their concerns or in other kinds of institutions. Whereas, I mean, Macron him, himself uh, has kind of played this idea of this, this Olympian model of the French presidency. Uh, the president as as Jupiter as Zeus. Hmm. Well, when you've got kind of a single apex and not a whole lot in between the people and that, but bureaucracy that's impenetrable to them. So is decentralization de- decentralization the answer? Because there's been you know significant unrest in states that are maybe not quite analogous with France, but hyper centralized around one person or a group of people or a party or something like that that have managed to get, I mean, China, Russia. I, like, but, so, yeah. So I, I think that's a bit misleading and a lot of people have been like, oh, this is like the French Arab Spring. Um, and I don't, I don't want to go off on that tangent, at least not right now, but um, 
the difference is, I mean, while like yes, the the central the cent- France is more centralized than. Can I clarify what, what difference? I just want to know what oh points of between like to. unrest in places like Russia or you know authoritarian regimes in France. It's like whereas like a lot like the centralization of power in France versus like Germany or the United States, which are more federalized systems. Yeah. Um, that. Obviously, the, these protests have had a role, and traditionally, protests have really? overthrown governments in Paris. I mean, at least in the 19th century. Yeah. Um, going back a little further, going through quite a few republics. Yeah. Yes, but the difference is, at the very least, I mean, the people do still. It is still a democratic system, and so you know, Macron will probably get voted out the next election. Maybe he won't, um, but they'll vote for people. And, you know, unless Marine Le Pen comes to power and decides to abolish the democratic system and establish a, uh, uh, yeah, anyway. A pure French state. A pure French state. Yeah, but let's, I mean. Don't worry, Mélenchon could start establishing some Soviets and gulags instead. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) That that would be far preferable. Yeah. (laughs) Comrade Mélenchon. Yes. Compared to, I mean, the UK, I mean, they have not the protest culture or anything, or the, I mean, quite the centralization, but it is a very, in the UK, it is a very London-centric, yeah. metropolitan-centric, like, why is it there that, you know, these release valves exist versus France, where, I mean, there's as much, if not more, tension regarding like in recent days regarding Brexit over there so yeah well no when even like like for for work we we cover a lot of protests and stuff like that especially big ones especially Western Mm -hmm. Europe as you usually don't care and they don't make a difference like they do in France oh yeah in France like like, well this will probably do something except unless it's Uber that hasn't done shit (laughs) we'll just throw rocks at like poor immigrants no they like they like flip over their cars and let them on fire it's it's a a thing that happens sometimes but in London it's like when there are demonstrations they're like super low numbers for what is a very Pop, like like populous city, there's a lot of people, but yeah, and like in France, people come from. Like, all right, we're all gonna come meet up in Paris and go protest this weekend. Yeah, and isn't there also like a like you can't be fired for skipping work to protest or some labor agreement from France? That, it would, it like, wouldn't yeah, be very. You can simple. you can like cut work and not be fired. God, I would be never demonstration. Yeah, which is like the big <laughs> you know. Yeah, there are ten billion people at the women's march, but it was on a Saturday. If it was on a Tuesday, yeah. you not know, yeah. When, if you look at the UK as a point of comparison, I mean, yeah, London is the both the center of government and Gravity. a massive economic hub, but institution institution well in in the context yeah, of the I UK. Know, I know we're just being nice. uh, but the, I mean that aside, like the UK is actually a, still a much more decentralized political system than France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, whether you're talking about kind of devolution of power between Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. and England as, as subunits, or down to much more local levels of government, or the simple fact that you've got a parliamentary system that is much more easy to topple a government based on yeah. popular discontent and yeah. say, okay, time for new elections. Like, now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And usually, like, it goes, like, I mean, like, it goes on fairly well when it happens. It's not like, you know, the end of the world is like, if that happened here, people be like, I bet it all help. Stay in your house, power your doors. It almost seems Even like... though they complain about Congress doing nothing all the time. 
We vote the same guys back in. <laughs> it almost seems like the U.S. though is kind of like a midway between those two because there's not like there's not the uh, sort of impetus for change and oh we can we can change anything now. But I think I think it depends. The centralization yeah, I mean, yeah. is um, we have it devolved between states. And yeah, our yeah. system's very different. From so like yeah, those. yeah, yeah. You know, because like yeah, the states like last states can make, make yeah can make different decisions on what they are. Yeah, we can recall governors and stuff and yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's it's a it's France is a different animal. And like the protests of you know they they make concessions. They've given them you know well they've at least suspended the thing for six months. They're gonna make all these mm-hmm. other deals. Kind of like because everyone's like I think views Macron is like you know I've seen like president of the rich. I've seen yeah. said a lot. Or or they call him a Jewish banker because you know French are super anti-Semitic. Yeah, well, yeah, because you know France. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, let's not yeah, underestimate that's... how much anti-Semitism is a transnational phenomenon. No, yes, no, no, no. I'm just being a shit. Uncomfortably like, no, no. common here yeah. too. No, yeah, on yeah. the on the left and the far left and the far right, it's kind of. Or I mean, yeah, and we, we, we also we, have to acknowledge we, there is a, uh, is a legitimate grievance against the banking industry, regardless of connotations. Well, there are always. Well, well then, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you look in that exact context, like. Which countries have more recently had a, a terrorist attack aimed at you know at Jews? Oh, in the U.S. Well, in yeah. Pittsburgh. But hey, um, yeah. Like, I think, well, the, the dig at him is that he's a the sort of Eurocrat technocrat yeah. type that yeah. has you know out in Bordeaux or Avian or where like it's not that that is not the priority. Yeah. So as as much as we can talk about the particulars of either Macron as a president or France as a country, I think there is one thing that is a common pattern that a lot of thinkers and scholars have recognized in the past that is the same in contexts like what we're seeing right now in France and many other cases of major civil unrest or revolutions across the world and across history, which is that this kind of discontent and response to it is less about people's absolute conditions than it is about how their expectations are being yeah. met. Yeah. Like when people in France are still in the upper tier of the world in terms of socioeconomic yeah, like, status and opportunity, but that doesn't matter. But their expectations <laughs> yeah. their expectations of stability and opportunity have been challenged by not just stagnant, but in many cases declining household mm-hmm. spending ability. Uh, and so what you have there is a situation where it's a psychological dynamic of how people respond to things looking shittier than people expected them to look. Well, right. Yeah, it's like, the, like one of the main things like do not fuck with fuel prices because like that doesn't matter what country it is. Like I, I, um, uh, Haiti over the summer tried to institute uh, on behalf of the IMF is like you need to do this. <laughs> um, the International Monetary Fund it was like hey, anything uh, increase the fuel subsidy, you need to cut the fuel subsidy by 38%. And they tried to uh, institute that over the World Cup so people over there hoping people wouldn't notice. Port de Prince was on fire for about three days. Mm-hmm. So yeah, people noticed and people get mad. And it's like Macron tri- tri- flew too close to the sun. 
Yeah, well, it's get, it gets harder and harder to live at the level you're currently at, and that, I think, applies to here, that applies to the yeah. UK, that applies to most of the world, that, you know, yeah, it's easy to say we, you know, well, compared to 99.9% of the world, I mean, you have, yeah. you have free healthcare for the most part, you have whatever in France, you have pretty high standards of living, but compared to how you, were li- you yourself were living in your home, it's been harder and harder to maintain that. Yeah, and like that kind of stuff really matters. Like, I mean, we live in the DC area. Most of us can mesh or drive to work. I don't drive to work anymore. The last I filled up, I it was about three. I recently filled up my car. It's been about three months since I'd done it. Yeah, because I don't drive it mm-hmm. at all. And like, and you know, I mesh. Well, in this country, especially if you don't, I mean, fuel prices are everything. Yeah. Like if <laughs> if you can't drive in most of this country, you're you have an issue. Yeah, and, and like if we're lucky because we live work where we right. are. I, 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 I'm fortunate that I work downtown. I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And like I don't really drive my car ever except to drive to make well, sure that it runs. You just have to worry about the metro lighting on fire. Well, right. you know, I'm it's been a while, lighting. okay? <laughs> I say that and hey, we're going to hear about it's, it like, is, in an hour. Aren't we overdue? I'm, I'm sure in aggregate the metro fires more than make up for the carbon emissions that you're cutting by not driving. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to check it's it. Green. It's a no, You're just super green, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. So, you know, I think that's a really interesting point is that there's sort of a, and it's not in France. Oh, the metro is not on fire. That's good news. Not yet. Uh, that there is sort so, of a... Sorry. So basically I checked up, is metroonfire.com, and it says not yet. Anyway, sorry, Kevin, continue. It will be. <laughs> I don't know where it's gone with that. I think the, the broader point is there's a disparate separ- there's a separation between expectations and really the reality I, of conditions. But it's more than that, though. It's like, it's getting harder to maintain. I mean, the idea is we want to progress forward and leave our children with a better situation than we had but it's being harder and harder to maintain like in the best of situations it's being harder and harder to maintain the living standard that you're at 10 years ago 20 years ago whatever yeah many people are still able to do it or maybe many people are still able to move you know slightly up but it's yeah there is a Expectation that you were to uh, uh, yeah well, stratification well, and, and, but and an expectation but, it, but it's it's not just stratification like e- inequality has has always existed as long as we've had will settled civilization yeah. and people don't have don't tend to have knee jerk reactions against inequality they have reactions against times when they see the inequality being connected. To them personally and the people that they care about being screwed over. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a situation where you see your household spending money declining by like 500 euro from 10 years ago to today, each year you're mm-hmm. seeing just yeah. a little bit more of a pinch and a little bit more of a pinch and a little bit more of a pinch and it's not getting better. Not surprising that that. Yeah. tends to get people no, yeah, so they're going to be much more susceptible to somebody coming along saying I'm going to fix everything and only I can fix it well everything. but but even if even if you don't see any one person with an idea that you buy into to fix it you've still got a lot of space to be frustrated and well, yeah. I mean like we like or, we've seen like yeah. no one is no one has actually been able to kind of capitalize on and lead the not yet the the yellow vest movement <laughs> 
like none of the the far right or far left personalities <coughs> have had any traction on that because it's not that people are sold on their ideas; it's just that they're angry with the status quo. Yeah, right. That's more feeling like you're getting drained and nickel and dimed for very little return. Yeah, it, it, it could have been. Yeah. I mean, within within reason, it could have been almost anyone who was in office in in France and been like, you know, maybe, it has been. Yeah, yeah, this is not a new. Yeah, but, but the biggest. I think the biggest difference was like we've seen the worst violence in probably decades, and like as far as like yeah, and like just like and it's not damage the, and it's not like the it's not because the French unions, the trade unions, are notoriously powerful, and they're playing catch up. Right? They're not yeah. leading this. They're trying to get in on it a week or two after saying, yeah, we support it and everything, but they were not the ones who are... So, they're not the ones who are leading it, and they're not the ones who are driving it now. So with the, with the violence... It's not a political thing. Yeah. It's well, a, just, yeah. Was it... Did I do of grievances. <laughs> in a couple weeks. Um, or next week, probably. But anyway. Um, it, how was police response to this? Because like, people have been coming that that's been more... It's been different for for, for France in the, in the last couple of years, as far as. I mean, we saw what they don't like tear gas. No, I mean yeah. they, they, it's like we've seen there's like tear gas, the rubber bullets, with the one video which was hilarious. <laughs> um, the dude in like dreadlocks is like put his arms up in front of the police and they just shot him from a rubber around. Yeah, they. I mean, they deployed SWAT, you know, um, armed right, right, yeah, right police. And there is a lot of dissension in you know many of the. People who are protesting are kind of appalled, or not appalled. Maybe they are. They no, no. Put up their noses at the, uh, you know. It's like yeah, we're out here, we're angry, but there's no reason to burn down a store or something like that, or what? Like so, there is kind of some conflict with it's not just a unified oh yeah because like, push we we hit everything Let's yeah there was that down. that yeah. far right group who got their and you know, they're people, that, they're people <laughs> that get yeah they're like but far right and far left fighting there's people getting like i mean there, there was there's <laughs> yeah no, there's 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 one great video um that i found at work on saturday and it was just like uh these uh people all dressed in black were breaking up uh, like breaking to like, a golf store um, oh yeah, you guys play golf, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, like you see, like the other protesters, all the OVS people, are like, hey, that's not cool. Or basically, be like, fuck you. Kind Why of like, are you doing? Yeah, that? Like, yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah. No, this is not part of the thing. A, yeah, there was also a, I saw a video of people breaking into an Apple store, and it's like, oh yeah, that's Still that's what their grievances iPads. are about. You know, <laughs> yeah. those damn iPhones. Yeah, gotta take, a, gotta I, take I, them. I, all. I was like, axe to whatever the fuck is like a grand. Like, fuck that. <laughs> well, you see, you see that a lot. Yeah, too. Well, <laughs> I mean, LA rides. Pretty much all over the place. Also there, there are plenty of just jerks and idiots who decide to Clarendon use, <laughs> but who decide to use protests yeah, as kind of a screen to go be asshats. Frankly, can you see the great? Cheese yeah, but it's, yeah, like it's. It seems like they're. It's a convenient. More, it's crazy. It seems like they're more significant. They're always present. And they yeah. have been, but it seems like they're more significant in the Paris riot. Maybe that's just the media coverage or whatever. Well, but it, like, well it's like, it, and just like I there's, I, I've, I mean, we cover it very often, and, and it's easy, it's easier to cover of, a fire than a you know, peaceful. Lo- lots of lots of cars were on fire, like throughout this period. It's like remember like the G eight like a year or so ago we did the the, mm-hmm. um, the lost episode. No, it didn't. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, yeah. 
which <laughs> those of you listening will never ever. We don't need to talk about that episode. <laughs> it was great. Just, we were just so drunk and talking over each other. But um, it happens. <laughs> did I mean that? And that was the kind of thing we saw more violence. So like you know, little APCs, literally as APCs like pushing vehicles out of the way, the streets are on fire, mm-hmm. and like water cannons, you know, in people, and it was. It wasn't as bad. I've seen worse things around the world. I don't honestly. think anyone died from that. No, I mean there was injuries and like a lot of arrests. But most of those people will probably be released the next day. Yeah, something. they'll get they'll get slapped with a fine. And you're like, hey, don't do that, please. Well, it please don't throw a brick through the Wells <laughs> yeah. Fargo. Please stop breaking things and lighting people's cars on fire. Yeah, please behave. Well, that's the thing. It's like, say if you have a vehicle, you're like. Well, I'm gonna claim my share something this week. I'm gonna park in the middle of this yeah. protest. Well, I was thinking about getting a new car. Now I'm gonna get a new car. <laughs> someone, someone. Yeah, actually, did you? I don't know if you saw. I wish picture. my car was burned. I don't know if you saw a picture, but someone had like a super nice, like uh, I forgot what kind of car it was, but it was like a sports car, and it. Uh, it, it they put Some a sign lit it on fire. No, no, no. They put a sign <laughs> written inside this. I heart Macron. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh that's buddy, hey, What are you doing? <laughs> but. It's also kind of funny that they're protesting. Yeah, the brakes like, are the brakes are really fucked up. We need to <laughs> come on, guys, help me out. <laughs> it's kind of funny that they're protesting like fuel prices and lighting other people's cars on fire. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like, like, port, that's probably the Port-au-Prince thing was like in, in, in Haiti was so funny or not funny. It was actually really fucked up over the summer, but like because like yeah, there I, don't was think so many... any, I don't think there's been humor coming out of Haiti since like Ever, uh, one of the like, Bond movies. I, yeah. yeah, but like, <laughs> probably yes. But yeah, because like, they, they, a lot of things were on fire. I guess they're like, well, it's still cheap, let's use it. That's kind of what happens though, is the violence spirals to a point where like, people, like even if you just joined, you know, because you get fired up and you see one guy smashes a door and you're like, hey, I'm going to go steal some golf stuff. or And it ends up sort of people steal things and it's just the way. Of- I mean, there, there was instances of Black Block, which is basically a... Anti-fascist, anarchist, and like they, something. Like, yeah, they use anti-fascism as an excuse to be like, "We're against the establishment." We're, wait, we're the good we're, guys, but like, really, we're just stealing things. Well, well recently well, they've become a buzzword in the states, but they've been present in Europe oh, yeah. for yeah, and years like, and years and years. And, 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 and yeah. South America, because like, um, like during Brazil, like all the the protests, like leading up to the Olympics and then leading up to the World Cup. Which one was first? I can't remember which one was first. World Cup and then Olympics, but like. Pres- they've gone through more presidents than they've had international sporting events. In the last, yeah. Well, yeah, they're, so. they're, their next president may be president for life. Yeah. I mean, inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like we saw them, like basically, you would see them like Curtis be happy. People were mad, like the government spending so much money on building these awesome new sporting venues that won't really get used. Like the soccer stadiums got used. Everything the else, world's biggest bird toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, yes. Uh, and and people protest that, then black block people would show up and basically just you know get the police to respond harshly. And it's like it's Brazil. Police would be like, okay, fine. Well, that's what We're they did play like here. That. That's what that's what a lot of the people who got arrested for the, the Trump, Trump inauguration yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> were just like ransacking through. They lit the limo. They lit the limo and fire in front of the Washington Post. Yeah. yeah, and it was like some poor immigrant who was like that was his livelihood <laughs> driving the fucking limo. Like, okay. Yeah, because, you know, Washington Post fascism. <laughs> oh, Jeff Bezos. Anyway. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, Washington Post. No collusion. <laughs> anyway, um, so, we also saw it go to Brussels. Oh, do, you, do you have something? 
this is, I think, partly parallel to what you were probably just about to jump onto about kind of a smaller splinter. This is, is, Brussels, is, it, is but it a like spread? Meat, but <laughs> well, but so um, my thoughts aren't necessarily about it spreading so much as the whole relevance of this to Europe and European affairs right now, given that France is one of the most pivotal countries economically and politically in the European Union. I thought you were going to say schizophrenic, but that's also true. (laughs) Aren't we all these days? (laughs) So, but but anyway, I mean, when you have major unrest in part of the the Franco-German motor, as people call it, of the EU, at exactly a time when there's a lot of concern about trying to handle EU reforms and EU-wide problems. What do we do with that? And even in Germany, I mean, with the end of the Merkel chancellorship, like, this this is... They're usually the stable ones in this relationship, and there's no, you know, balance to yeah, that I mean, at the, this point. The, the yeah. Nazi Nazi party got a bunch of seats, isn't oh, Yeah, so. but I think they've hit a. There's a very. It's very different, like between Germany, where it's a more conservative country, so there are like mainstream conservative yeah. parties that, which have some of their votes have been going to like the the. Yeah, but for AFD. the last few decades, they've been the ones to sort of. In terms of like European wide politics, they've been the ones who have set the parameters and everything. And you know, when when when, when Paris, every five years or so, when Paris burns, they're <laughs> they're in control of things. And now, it, I don't know, it's, it's a little yeah, more we'll diffuse see, at this point. We'll see what happens with the EU. I mean, Brexit is happening we're, or, or we're, not happening. We're gonna do an episode. Can, like, can I just mention real quick? Schrodinger's Brexit. <laughs> Did you did you guys see uh, the goal the, thing you said? The uh, the Andy Serkis thing. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't. The, our precious Brexits are precious. <laughs> I <laughs> have <haven't>, <laughs> the people. I've seen it, but I haven't actually <coughs> clicked on it. You so I need to do that. You oh, I watched it in headphones at work. It's, it's great. It is well. We'll it's, watch it in the it's after. Andy, it's Andy Serkis <laughs> the as, as Theresa May. With the um, but the, this is the, the broader issue: is the EU is kind of an ins- uncertain, unstable time, and a lot of these, which just sucks. A lot of the vague demands floating out of the, these protests are like, "Leave the EU, leave NATO," and it's like, "Yeah, you're, you're okay." Yeah, but like, every time somebody says something like that, it's like everyone is, everyone else is just like, "No, no, that's." But then, okay, <laughs> but then, but yeah, but it was like that. And then you had Brexit happen. So the thing is, like. The with with Brexit or if like it's it sounds great it's like we're taking our sovereignty back and it's like yeah but what <laughs> well, you Brexit what, was even more of a fuck you vote than the 2016 election was oh, a lot yeah, of people well, were just like I don't really have anything in this fuck you let's huh, I don't have anything system. in this yeah. and they did and they're like standing or, in the smoldering or, ruins being like uh a, sovereignty a, a, yeah yeah don't worry a free United Ireland will come. Like that, that. Well, literally never. So, so here's what when I was watching uh, after after the Brexit vote when Ther- when Theresa May became prime minister and went to wait like, till the next time went to uh, Japan and India and China to like ask for like trade deals and stuff. I was like, man, India is gonna make Britain their bitch and it's gonna be like reverse colonization. Oh. Like or maybe China. This but, is the best trade deal. But of but all it, time. that's the thing is like when you cut yourself off from the EU, you don't, I mean, like you when you lose the sort of the group 
that like the strength that comes from being and you and you by the rules of the EU have a veto power over regulations rules passed and they were disproportionately influent influential on a lot of what went through with EU yeah. regulations yeah. for decades. It would and, be like a quasi socialist. But, but, but guys, but guys, <laughs> not the UK. Guys, immigration. That was, you know, like the thing and the thing and then bloody Brexit. Johnny then, Foreigner. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're so Get out. We're full. <laughs> so stupid. Fucking dumb. Well, Brits. if if nothing else, the <laughs> fact that that situation derived from a popular referendum on a complicated topic has, I think, been a cautionary note for uh, everyone else in Europe to not do big popular referenda on things. Yeah. People or are make dumb. bets like, oh, there's no way we're going to vote against the EU, so I'm going to do this like very minor political move. <laughs> David Cameron. <laughs> he's like, oh fuck, this went bad. Uh, I'm I'm leaving. Buddy. He's, See ya. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be out in his country estate. <laughs> he's gonna be out in his country estate fox hunting and just like remember when we weren't in a global pariah and anarchy. Well, I, I mean, be. to be fair, there'll be so many unemployed British people like they can work as pan- plantations. Peasants. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sure or Corbin will have. Uh, I, I was about to say, Comrade sure Corbin. Cor- Corbin will <laughs> yeah. have organized a gulag to send him yeah. into. Yeah, it's called it's called Wales. Aww. <laughs> there are lots of sheep there. Oh, the Welsh mean well. I mean... Do they? Do I don't they? Know. I don't know. They have their own language. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, so we, we saw... Um, over the past week on Saturday, we saw Brussels kind of... Uh, or Belgium kind of mimic the protest and have, like, the yellow vest. And they, I, don't think they, I don't know if they mandated them for their vehicles, but they wouldn't got them. There were there were yellow vests in Basra, Iraq. I mean, it, yeah. pe- people kind of latched onto it because it's a, it's very symbolic. And like, it's a meme. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, it's, well, it's like the Occupy... All right, all right, but it's like the it's Occupy movement. You know, it kind of spread, and there was Occupy, you know, somewhere in Europe, and then there were a couple of Occupy movements in Iraq. I, well, and that was shot. in response to the financial crisis, and kind of like, this isn't, I mean... Yeah, no, this I stuff happens. I don't, I don't see this as anything. Well, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's something that we could. I don't know if we'll see. Like, like fuck Wall Street, fuck the financial industry, whatever. Yeah. In that, in that case, in this case, it's kind of like we're mad about a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, in the in the Belgian situation, at least, although it's been Belgium much isn't smaller. a real country, so. <laughs> well, now we know who's not getting the EU visa. You mean the Spanish Netherlands? Wow, trying to really get some really old ones. We're throwing it all the way back. <laughs> even, even the Spanish didn't want Belgium. Bless In case anyone was wondering, Kevin is actually a secret agent of the Habsburg dynasty trying to reunite the old empire. Flemish well, isn't a real language. But, um... Austro-Hungaria will, will rise again. <laughs> no, just Austria. <laughs> make make, make Austro-Hungary great again. <laughs> well, it, but the, Wait, Hungarians, the Hungarians... <laughs> the Hungarians were the most, like, empire-friendly of the entire bunch, right? But anyway... So, I, okay. <laughs> anyway, what, they did a, a protest over the weekend. I mean, mostly minor. No, not many cars were lit on fire. People got tear gas and pepper sprayed a little bit. It was kind of funny. But, like... The thing is, like, people could latch onto the movement, like, the yellow vest thing, and, like, and you could see it pop up. I don't think it'll be to the scale of France by any means, but you could see it pop up in other countries in the next couple of weeks if it doesn't die down. It's a meme. If those, it's like what Lex said. Yeah, those it's, it's am- a hashtag. Those it's a meme. Am- yeah, I wonder it's if those, those Amazon, like, fulfillment centers will just be, like, bombarded with requests for <laughs> yellow vest. Like, we have, we have 
Don't, request for three hundred yellow vests. Don't worry, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the Democrats rat. to come up with fucking yellow vest protests here <laughs> yeah. in DC. Should have should have at the outset invested in yellow, yellow, yellow vests and pussy hats. That's where it's going to be in 2020. <laughs> you you are <laughs> underestimating <laughs> how many memes will cycle through. We don't need that. to have a real candidate in 2020. We just need yellow vests and pussy hats. That's that's the. It was just a pile of that put together. And like Bernie they're, Sanders they're, yelling at traffic like. <laughs> you think Sinodi will hit him by then? He would just be yelling just in his house at a wall. <laughs> his, like, million dollar home. Yeah, yeah. Socialism. Socialism, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But, um. I always look like I just ran for a bus and just missed it. <laughs> <coughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting thing happening in France. And, like, it's kind of, and, like, it's weird that I spread the Brussels. We'll see next week. I mean, do you, okay, so we'll continue in France. It'll wind down, yeah, yeah. I think. I don't I don't see it. I mean, it's not going to overthrow the French regime. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but like, we'll, like, next, like, there's several weekends in the future. Like, maybe not around Christmas, because, you know. Bring back Louis XV. <laughs> Be like Louis XV. <laughs> Make monarchies great again. Yeah. <coughs> Saudi Arabia. But, like, anyway. I don't know. Anyway. That's uh, <laughs> that's all for Yellow Vest for now. We'll see if it goes anywhere. Maybe it'll be in the grievances episode. Mm. <laughs> that we'll, was all, a... we'll all be wearing Yellow Vest. <coughs> yeah, no one will see it. Know that we, yeah, know that we'll be wearing them, though. For, we'll those be forced, for those of you not watching on our YouTube channel, uh, which is none of you, because we don't have one. Thank God. God. damn it, I gotta go make a YouTube account after this in case some asshole does it. <laughs> Do it, you won't. Fine, I will. Anyway, that was almost poetic. Thanks, everyone. Viva la revolution. Shut up. Cheers. <laughs> was that half Spanish and half French? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty much the same. Which, you know, Spanish, French, they're all... You, you mean, you mean non-English? Oh, wow.